Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Thank you for joining us on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. From the Cavaliers Radio Production Studios at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Hi again, everybody, and welcome to Cavs HQ. Great to have you with us. Great to be joined by Jim Jones. And, Jimmy, we're going to have a fun show today. Our good buddy from the Cavs Radio Network, Brad Sellers, is going to stop by and pay us a visit. And then... It will be the debut of one Kelsey Russo, the great writer for The Athletic, covers the Cavs. Kelsey's going to stop by and pay us a visit as well. Yeah, you know, Brad and I, we've been tied at the hip. In fact, I, I, I knew his mother before I knew him. We used to jog at 6 o'clock in the morning over at Tri-C off Harvard, and his mother and I would be out there jogging and walking. So she kept telling me about this young son she had, who was stringy tall, but very talented and an excellent student. And then when I met him, I felt like I knew him all the, all the time because she was so proud of him. Kelsey Russo, I had a chance to talk to her a couple times during the season because I started reading and copying some of her content. I think that she's an exceptional writer, has tremendous insight. Yeah, I look forward to talking to her. And again, Brad Sellers is going to join us in just a couple of minutes. So stay with us. Cavs HQ, presented by Betway, continues after this timeout on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Vert at the top of the key, behind him the Garland, three ball, perfect! The Cavaliers are red hot to start, 10 to nothing. That's right, and sharing the ball, Tim, and getting stops early. Rebound comes off to War, a shot blocked by Mobley! Holy Mobley, he got up there and just rejected that one at the rim. The thing about Mobley, he jumps quick and he jumps long, so he has tremendous range. Welcome back. It's Cavs HQ presented by Bentway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Great to have you with us and great to be joined by a very valuable member of the Cavaliers Radio Network. You hear him when the Cavs are on the road as he joins Mike Snyder here in the Cavs radio booth during halftime and post game. None other than 
Brad Sellers. Brad, we haven't heard your voice in a while. It is great to have you on Cavs HQ. Great to be on with you guys. How are you guys doing this morning? We're doing well. Well, the last couple of weeks, uh, we've had various members of the media join us talking about uh, looking back on this Cavs season once we've all had a a few weeks and now a month or so to kind of take a breath and take a look at it. What are your overall thoughts, Brad, of this 21-22 season uh, now that you've had a chance to kind of look back on it in totality? Yeah, I think in, in actuality, it's an excellent campaign. I mean, just an excellent campaign. I think it was surprising to uh, not only the organization, but to the city itself. And I think that uh, it shows that when you stay a course and develop a team the way you want to develop it, there's a chance. Look, we've got some excellent young players here. This team is built for a push forward. And I think now the national media is now starting to recognize what we have here in Cleveland. And now it is the next phase of the journey, which is really trying to figure out how you make that next step. Do you stay with what you have? Do you add other pieces? Do you make yourself, because we are we are knocking on the door, except for injuries, Tim, you know this, we would have not have been in the playing. We would have been in the straight playoffs, right? Absolutely. So, uh, yep. you, know, you know, that's what happens in this league. You got to try to stay healthy down the stretch. But we learned a great deal, and now we seem to be on everybody's radar screen. You know, Brad, one of the things that has been so obvious is that when all of these injuries happened, it was so hard to replace players. And you know that you can't replace key players, but – I would think that the depth on their bench has to be a concern. They're going to get the 14th pick. And like you mentioned, they can't sneak up on anybody anymore. (laughs) So they'll probably keep that pick. But they position themselves, as you mentioned. Uh, They've done a good job of that, haven't they? Now they're just looking for pieces, I would think. Jimmy, to your point, which you're absolutely correct, it is. We've got the mainstays here. The way we play, uh, the the huge front line, seven foot, seven foot, seven foot across the front line was a throwback, Jimmy, to our era, right? And so at yep. the time that the league had nothing for it, right? And, I, and that's why I was banking on that because that is, I, I thought it would have taken us far in the playoffs because nobody had anything for that. I mean, that's such an anomaly out here that it's hard to counteract. And so, uh, unfortunately for us, Jerry goes down, marketing goes down, and Mobley goes down at, at various times. It's just, it's just a sequence of bad luck. But I tell you what, we bring all those players back healthy, right? if we were going to stay with the roster that we have. And I like the outlook. Now it's about stay with what you picks. You know, you got the 14th and you got a, a high second round or two. You stay there. Then you get out of this market because I feel like, Jimmy, this year, there's going to be some real veterans shaking loose here, right? I think a lot of people are, are turning the tide on some people here. That's a great point. Again, we're talking with Brad Sellers, and of course you will hear him all season long when the Cavs are on the road when he joins Mike Snyder for halftime and post game and Brad, you mentioned the fact that we're now getting the attention of national media coming off the year that we had, doubling our win total from last season. So it was a big surprise to a lot of folks. To you, what was the biggest surprise of the season for the Cavaliers? Well, I think just the development of uh, – I wasn't shocked by Mobley's because I watched him in USC, so I knew he was a skill set player. Uh, I think Jared, Jared Allen, the way he came back and performed, right, and then just Darius, I think just Darius exploding on the scene. I mean, he was just outstanding from start to finish. And uh, we saw that we have a real talent. I mean, you got one of the young talents here that can carry a franchise. But we saw that in that in that play-in, we, we needed some help. We need some help to get to the next level, right? Because you have to be solid from, from 1 to 10. You know, I keep coming back to that. 
we're not surprising anyone, and I think we really enlightened the league. You know, the first three players that everybody's looking at, they're all bigs, Brad. You know, they're they're looking at length and size. The kid Jabari Smith is about six foot ten, almost eleven. Chet Holmgren is a seven footer, and Paolo Banchero is six ten. And they're they're all projected as the first three picks. So I think everybody's coming around to this tall ball philosophy, aren't they? Yeah, so now it's tall ball, Jimmy, but it's tall ball with a freakish aspect to it. You know, Holmgren plays, uh, he's tall, but he plays, he plays a fluid forward position. Then Guy Vaccaro plays a, uh, a a solid forward game out of Duke. And so I think that the skill sets, it's just, it, the one thing, Jimmy, you and I know this. <laughs> you size cannot be replaced. You can kid me with this Golden State thing. You won't. <laughs> it has its place, but it. It doesn't have longevity, right? You put right. me young with some big size out here, I'm going to counteract that small ball all day if I know here if the staff know what they're doing, right? Yeah. Yes. Again, we're talking with Brad Sellers as he joins us here on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. We're going to sneak in a quick timeout, and when we come back, we'll talk further with Brad Sellers. So stay with us on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back. Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. So great to have you with us, Tim Elkhorn, along with Jim Jones. Of course, the dynamic duo on the other side of the window, Marty Allen, Kurt McLaughlin. And, man, we're thrilled to have Brad Sellers joining us this week. Of course, you'll hear Brad all season long when the Cavs are on the road as he joins Mike Snyder right here in the Cavs radio booth during halftime and postgame when Jim and I are out traveling with the ball club. Jim, start things off here in segment two with our great guest, Brad Sellers. Well, you know, the league uh, seems to be steady evolving. You know, they went from the restricted area. Now you can't touch anybody. But, Brad, there's two situations. The play-in tournament has been found to be a success. And now this spring they're discussing the in-season tournament. I'd like to hear your perspective on that. Well, I don't know if I'm a fan of the in-season tournament, right? I think the 82-game grind is hard enough, right? And at this point, you're just trying to stay healthy. Because now if you go to an in-season tournament, you've got to amp it up another level. And then you come out of that tournament, Jimmy, you're going to bring it back down because you still got to get to the finish line here. So I know we're trying to figure out what we got. And the league is always about tinkering, trying to make itself better. The play-in tournament, as you said, I think I, I think I, I, I don't think I know I love the playing tournament because it keeps everybody honest here, right? And then mm-hmm. down the stretch, you see this. It, it cost Milwaukee, right? When Milwaukee had played that last game against us, they they might have had a better chance to win the thing, right? Yep. And then they would not be playing a game seven in Boston. Because Jimmy, you and I know, I, I don't know if the Milwaukee team got the memo. I knew he wasn't walking to the guard to get the win on game seven in Boston. In the <laughs> seventh game. I, I went outside, I started, I started washing my car. I knew I was going. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a beautiful they day were, to wash the car. That's true. They, 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 they were surprised. Like, what's going on here? What do you mean what's going on with <laughs> the Raptors? That's what's yes, going on here. <laughs> yes, and, and the ghost and Jimmy, of Red Auerbach. Jimmy knows this, too. They probably got the heat turned on in the locker room. <laughs> 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 you know you're right. <laughs> oh, my. Okay, we're talking with Brad Sellers. Brad, I want to pivot here a little bit because in the first segment, Jim mentioned the fact that the Cavs uh, this past week uh, didn't get a lot of luck in the lottery. Of course, it was about a 100-to-1 chance to move up, and they ended up uh, with that 14 slot. 
And so as I talk to fans and listeners uh, about this show, they love when players that played in the past come on and, and tell stories. And so I want to go back to your draft class, uh, 1986. And, of course, uh, you were the ninth overall pick in that 1986 draft uh, by Chicago. Of course, Brad, Brad Doherty, uh, was the number one pick overall to the Cavs. And then uh, Len Bias, we know the tragic story of Len, went number two with Boston. Chris Washburn was three. But this draft was stacked. There were a lot of great players. Now, right before you, number eight, Ron Harper, goes to the Cavaliers. When the Cavs were on the clock, were you thinking, I'm might be playing in front of the home team, the home crowd here. Oh, I, oh, I tried my best to get from Columbus to Cleveland. <laughs> when, I, when I came for the interview, I gave my best stuff. <laughs> I, I, had Jimmy, I had the only suit I had in my closet. <laughs> I gave the best interview I could get. I said, I get up, I'd get up 71. It'd be just a short jump. I'm 20 minutes from Warrenville. <laughs> like, it's going to be right. <laughs> oh man it didn't work and the funny part about it here is ron and i have been good friends for a long time right so ron That's used right. to come over from miami ohio and we would have we would hang out in columbus in my apartment all the time so wow. it was just ironic that ron and <laughs> i was probably thinking to get to cleveland right <laughs> Brad, talk a little bit about like the guys this week were at the combine and then the anticipation for the draft. Uh, what's that like for a young man? What would, as you recollect, what was that like for you coming out of Ohio State? The guys are going to the combine. The guys are trying to really make their way. So I was in a class above. I had pretty much laid it down in my career, and so I was one of those guys that did not have to go to the combine. I knew pretty much where I was going. Quick story. I thought I was going to Detroit at number 11 because they had announced it in Detroit like two weeks before that that's who they were going to take. Matter of fact, the Detroit media, I, I didn't go to New York. I stayed at home in Warrensville because I wanted my parents and family to watch it with me on TV. Oh, wow. I think Ron Harper and I were the only two that did not go. And so in my driveway, two stations from Detroit, uh, ABC <laughs> and NBC of Detroit, were, were there to broadcast live. What? <laughs> oh, crowd. my goodness. Jerry Krause calls in the morning and says, look, you know, Jerry used to tell Jerry like this, just hang tight. We don't know who's going to Like, okay. <laughs> and then I watched it on TV. I'm like, I can't going to Chicago. And I don't know what to do with the Detroit media out here. <laughs> <laughs> great oh, story. great story. Well, Brad, I thought you had a great career. You know, uh, one of the things when I talk to young players, you know, they talk about the draft and uh, some of these young kids talk about being a number one draft pick. I was reading some statistic the other day that only 1.7 will ever be considered what we call a Hall of Famer, uh, you know, being drafted number one. It was either 1.1 or 1.7. It just gives you an idea of how unscientific, you know, these draft picks are. Jimmy, I think you have to write it. It's all about placement and fit and where you go, so. Sure. Most players get drafted, they got talent, right? And it is about can you take that talent that they have, not the things that they can't do, the things that they can do and plug it into what you're doing to make you better, right? And then the other thing, I was a freak to people. Like, when I look at the game now, the game has evolved. So Jerry yeah, Krause, when he drafted, he said, this was Krause told me out of his mouth, Jimmy, I promise you this. He was like, you're going to be the prototype for this league, right? And I'm like, wow. what do you mean the prototype? He's like, no, you're wow. going to be the prototype. He said, this game is changing. It's going to change, right? Mm-hmm. And what Jerry was telling me in 86, Jimmy, is exactly how they play now. And it, for years ago, B.J. Armstrong, he said, man, you dropped 15 years ahead of your time. But if you were playing a day, <laughs> this is exactly your game, right? 
And so yep. at that time, the team I went to, and God bless Doug, because Doug, was, I like Doug. The problem with Doug, Doug was old school. They just, they, you seven foot, you on that block, you're not doing nothing else, right? They, yeah. they couldn't understand where it was going. This game has changed. So there's another, uh, when, when you look at, you talk to the guys that come out, this, they got a skill set, right? Before, mm-hmm. 20 years ago, they've been looked, frowned upon playing like that. Now it's, right. it's an asset. It's an asset now. I want to get this one in. Just give us your five greatest athletes all time, irregardless of uh, gender or uh, sport. Give me five of your greatest athletes. I know. I see. I was trying to. I started to call you ahead of time to give you time to think about that one. I'm glad you came off the cuff. I'll give you one. Is uh, I I feel that uh, one that uh, greatest athletes of all time. I'll give you. I'll give you a couple off the rip. Right. I think Jordan was a phenomenal athlete. Right. I think he was. Right. And I think that when you take a Jim Brown, right, another mm-hmm. one, right. Uh, when I think in in women, I think of this. I think of Diana Taurasi, right. I mm-hmm. think that she is an exquisite. Look at her; she's forty years old, still playing at a high level here, right. And we go to track, Evelyn Ashford, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. When I go to baseball, I'll think of a guy like Satchel Paige, right. Mm-hmm. Long career, I think. Uh, and I, you know, I, I could get deeper, but. You know, Bond stuff is tainted, right? And so uh, there's some people, and I'm just coming off the cuff, really thinking about. It. I know I'm missing a slew of people, but Bo, here, Bo Jackson, yes, right? Bo Jackson, yes. right? And then I'll get on the other side of that with Deion Sanders pool <laughs> wow. doing the double double. That's right. Yeah, baseball, football. <laughs> coming off the baseball field and flying to the football game. That's that's <laughs> pretty awesome. Good answers. Who, who's the, who, Who's doing that? <laughs> <laughs> Bo knows that Dion was be, doing that. There I wish somebody would have told me, like, go play baseball. I was like, you better go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, my friend, we're going to let you go. By the way, Detroit did okay at number 11. John Sally, you know, you know. weren't there, but John Sally went to the Pistons at number 11. That draft was know. unbelievable. That, that thing was tough here. Robin went to second round. Mark Price was second round. I mean, there's a bunch of people. Nate I mean, McMillan? players in that draft. Nate yeah. McMillan, they're my teammate in Seattle. Right? Yeah, two future head players coaches here. in that draft, and right. Scott Skiles and Nate McMillan. Unbelievable yeah. class. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, Brad, good guys, too. All good guys. We'll let you get back to work. We know you have your mayoral duties to tend to. So, again, Absolutely. we appreciate you dropping by. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Can't wait to hear you again on the Cavs Radio Network on the road games, and uh, we'll stay in touch between now and training camp. Thank you, Brad. Appreciate you guys. Take good care. Thanks, Brad. Mm-hmm. Brad Sellers joining us as he stops by to pay us a visit on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway, coming back. And we're going to be joined by Kelsey Russo from The Athletics. So stay with us on the Cavaliers Radio Network. In honor of May being Asian Pacific American Heritage Month, the Cleveland Cavaliers are excited to announce the formation of an AAPI team member resource group. To begin their engagement, they will be supporting the 7th Annual Cleveland Asian Festival in partnership with the Cleveland Guardians, which started yesterday and continues today. Volunteers will be on site to support the event and learn more about AAPI culture. Cavs in the Community is brought to you by Discount Drug Mart. We'll be back with more Cavs HQ, presented by Betway, after this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Garland 
left of the lane, right side market in wide open three. He's got another one. That's right. They're leaving him open. They're trying to slow down Garland by building a wall, but Garland and Levert are finding the open man. Mobley at the foul line. He's going to shoot it. He's going to hit it. Evan Mobley, beautiful jump shot. Levert on the left side, bounce to Allen. Pow! With two hands. That'll bring the house down. Guard play. It's all about guard play, Tim. Welcome back to Cavs HQ. It's presented by Betway. Great to have you with us. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones. The two guys who really worked the magic on the other side of the window, the dynamic duo of Marty Allen and Kurt McLaughlin. Huge thank you goes out to Brad Sellers for joining us during the first segment of the show. Boy, a lot of fun to talk to Brad. And we go from one stalwart to another as we welcome in for her very first appearance on Cavs HQ, Kelsey Russo. Now, if you're a subscriber to The Athletic, uh, you read Kelsey Russo because she is the Cavs beat writer for The Athletic, does an amazing job in covering the team all season long and during the offseason as well. So while she had a few spare minutes during the offseason because she doesn't get a lot of time off during the year, we thought we'd have Kelsey come on and join us. So, Kelsey, great to have you with us for the very first time, although I'm sure it's the first of many appearances on Cavs HQ. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. And, yes, First of many. <laughs> now, before we talk Cavs, uh, tell people about your journey and how you ended up as the beat writer for the Cavaliers with The Athletic, because I think it's so cool, as Jim and I talk uh, on many shows, about the development of women in athletics and women in media. Uh, for you to be in this position uh, speaks volumes, number one, for your talent level, but also about the progress that women are making. So, how did you end up as the beat writer for the Cavs with The Athletic? Yeah, well, first, thank you. Um, and second, yes, it's kind of a crazy um, story, but I think it's really cool. So I graduated from the University of Georgia um, in 2019, and I freelanced for The Athletic covering the Atlanta Dream that summer, which was a really great experience to get into the WNBA, and I really loved that. I wrote a bunch of cool features about the team and just and everything and so it was a great way to be introduced to the athletic and then I actually attended a conference with school that summer and there I met um, my boss Jason Lloyd and he was hiring he was looking for um, a Cavs writer and so I applied and I went through the interview process and they offered me the job, which was just really cool because I'm from the area. I grew up and went to high school in Hudson, you know, so like right down the street. Um, I remember like when, you know, I was in high school and, you know, the Cavs won the championship and I was like down at one of the watch parties, you know, so like Cavs has been like really ingrained in my life for a while. And so just kind of being able to come back home and jump into the professional sports scene right out of college was not something I thought was going to happen, but when it did, I was like, all right, I'm going to take this and run with it. And um, it's been a learning curve for sure over the last couple of years, um, but it's been a really cool experience and a really great opportunity, I think, for me to grow just as a writer and, you know, a, a person in this business. And it's been a really cool um, journey so far. So, yeah, and I think it's cool to see 
women getting these opportunities, you know, hopefully, like, like I said, like this opens the door for somebody else. And, and I know a ton of women before we have opened the door for me. So I'm like super grateful for that, of being able to, you know, right out of college, be j- jump into uh, covering a professional team. A great story, Jim. You know, Kelsey, it's funny that you should talk about Hudson because my kids growing up from the ages of nine years old all the way to 14, our biggest nemesis in AAU was Hudson. (laughs) (laughs) And let me tell you. And uh, and uh, because you know you've got those great youth programs, and yep. I re- and I and I remember the one the one time the, that they were kicking our butts. I think they might have beat us that day. We were getting ready for nationals and everything, and we were going to. I think my kids were around eleven or twelve, and uh, they beat us. And it was early in the year, so we really wanted to get back at them. So later in the year, we're looking down the bench, and I said, "Those aren't the kids you played against uh, earlier in the season." <laughs> And then the coach walks over and says, "Oh yeah, they're baseball players. They're uh, they're 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 gone. They're playing baseball now." Oh I said, gosh. "Oh my goodness!" And they were kicking our butts. And here we had qualified for nationals in basketball, but these kids had gone on to play baseball. But I just you know I commended you during the season because I started reading a lot of your articles, and I think your insight is so fresh and uh, so informative. I read you every time I get a chance. I always read your stuff. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, but the first one is the Cavaliers. How do you see them uh, projected as as far as next season and what they're going to do with that draft pick? Yeah, well, first, thank you, Jim. That truly means a lot coming from you, so I really appreciate um, hearing that. And second, um, as far as next season, I really think they have a really good opportunity here to build off of the success of, the 2021-22 season, you know, we watched them make such a really important leap um, this from this year in their rebuild, you know, and taking steps forward, winning games, knowing how to play together. We saw, you know, Darius Garland's massive leap um, as lead point guard. We saw Evan Mobley just really find his way so quickly and so early and be so impactful on the floor as a rookie um, him and Jared Allen as a, you know, as a duo, um, really just finding their niche together. Um, and I think, you know, next year they just have an opportunity to really build on that. And if they can stay healthy, like I think they can really take that far because when they were healthy, we saw just how like dominant they were on, you know, on both ends of the floor, but especially in the paint, like just how Jared and Evan, like, protected the paint, protected the rim, they blocked shots. You know, there was just a lot of – they were really built on the defensive end of the floor. And, you know, JB talked about that a ton of how the defense really mattered, and that was their identity, and they wanted to win games through their defense. And so I think I think health really is a really important factor for them um, in next year, which obviously is hard because, you know, you can't predict what happens. But I just think they can really build on the success of this season – um and next year and in terms of the pick i think they also have a really interesting opportunity here because you know the last four lottery picks you know in colin in darius isaac and evan have really been instrumental pieces in this rebuild and getting them to where they are and i think now you know it's not necessarily where they need like not that they're not acquiring talent but they can sort of look more positionally and look mm-hmm. at fit and look for more so of a wing because they're so hard to find, you know, in, in trades or free agency. 
so they can find a wing who can shoot and sort of just add that extra piece in um, to this roster and just kind of take it to the next level. But I think they just have a really solid base of their core guys and just the growth that they took this year heading into next year. Again, we're talking with Kelsey Russo. Jim, you said you had a second question, so we'll save it for after the break. So Jim Jones will ask his follow-up to Kelsey Russo after this timeout. It's Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Stay with us. We'll keep you in suspense for what Jim's second question is going to be. Stay with us on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back. Cavs HQ presented by Bentley on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Great to have you with us. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones. Well, Jim, we made the fans and the listeners wait through the break. You said you had a second question for Kelsey Russo. So here we go. Fire away as we open up segment two. Thank you, Tim. Uh, Kelsey, uh, give me your five best players that are currently playing in the NBA. Ooh, okay. (laughs) That's a good one. Um, All right, let me think. Um, I mean, obviously, um, LeBron James, um, he kind of ranks really high for me. Um, I like have loved Luka Doncic's game, um, on just so many different levels and watching this, the playoffs has been really intriguing for me. Um, who that's two, three, um, I really like Jason Tatum's game um, at the moment. Like, just watching, yeah. yeah, watching Boston this through the series has been really interesting, and I just really like how he is just taking command and has played, you know, even in the regular season, but just kind of extending through this season. Um, so that's three, four. Um, not to sound like a homer, but I really do like think Darius ranks up there um pretty high and just with just the leap he's made and how he's commanding this team um i just think you know there's a lot of room for growth still obviously because he is so young but Mm -hmm. i just really like how he has just found himself um and just become a you know staple for this team so that's four oh and i guess obviously um and not, this might be out of order, but Trey Young as well. Um, I really liked watching his game. You know, I just think, especially watching when the Cavs have played against the Hawks and Trey just takes control of the game and um, just finds, you know, wills the Hawks to wins and just finds his shots and everything and is just super dominant out there. So there's my five. There that's hard. You. There's a lot of guys. <laughs> yeah, yep, that's, that, that's right. And I didn't mean to, to, to stun you, but you're all over it. I mean, every time, you know, I, I, that's the unique thing, I yeah. think, because you're so fresh to our league, but you really have a command of uh, what you see through your observations and experiences. And I love reading your column, and I hope everybody else does in The Athletic. Yeah, again. Get it. Get Thank it. you. Yes. No, I, I'm a proud subscriber. I think The Athletic does an amazing yep. job, not only with the Cavs, but uh, with all the teams and all the sports uh, in every league. It's an amazing journalism. It really is. So, Kelsey, speaking of journalism, uh, as Jim said, uh, you observed uh, this Cavs team uh, every game throughout this 21-22 season, and yet uh, I asked Brad Sellers this uh, during our first segment. I'll ask you the same thing. Uh, it, the team and the and the season seem to catch some people by surprise as far as where they went from the previous campaign to last year. What was the biggest surprise to you with the Cavs of 21-22? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I think early with how early on in the season um, they just found that rhythm and that chemistry. You know, like we talked about, you know, they talked about how they, they came to camp early in, in like the beginning of September and they really just built this. And But from the get-go, like you could just tell there was a difference uh, like a different vibe around the team and just the way that they supported one another, the way that they rooted for each other and like everything just clicked, you know, and, and they took that leap as a group while also taking steps individually. And I think like, you know, I think that first, um, I don't know if you guys remember that, that first road trip, like three games into the season, we were on the West coast. Yes. And, and like before the season, I really was like, they might come back from this like oh in you know eight or whatever and and they didn't mean that in a bad way but it was just it was such a hard stretch it was so early on and I was like you're playing some really experienced teams out there and I was like this is going to be tough and then to see just the way that they worked through that stretch they won games um and they came out the other side like really strong I was like all right like to me that was a really good indicator of where the season could go and and like that that road trip took me by surprise and it kind of set the tone, I think, watching the rest of the games of just like the chemistry, the continuity, you know, that the three big lineup, that was also very surprising. I was not sure that was going to work at first. Um, I was like, okay, this will be interesting to watch, but I liked how it just, it took up so much space on the floor and they really were like able to use it to their advantage. So I think all of those things, early on were really surprising and then to see the it sustained as well you know I think sometimes we see teams like you know they go on these runs and they play really really well and then they fall off and you know so it's like was that actually real to see the Cavs like have this continuity and sustain it throughout the season until a lot of those injuries obviously came into play later on um was was really like a really good thing for me to see in the sense of like this wasn't just like a like a flash in the pan kind of moment, you know, this was real. So, um, but yeah, the whole, I was, I was very surprised early on, but like, obviously, in a in a good way. Absolutely. Jim. Yeah. And you know what? It was such a different style of play. And I think our fans mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. You know, the, the difference, it wasn't small ball. It was playing big players and getting the most out of them. And then the dynamic play of Garland, of course. Hey, but my last question would be, uh, who do you have in the NBA finals? Oh, Jim Ooh. stole my question. <laughs> <laughs> you see, like minds think alike. That's right. Exactly, exactly. Um, okay, so I think um, I we did this the other day actually with the athletics. So I think early on I was thinking to be Warrior Celtics. Um, right. It'll go to seven games. However, I am now getting worried about the Celtics with um, the injuries that they've been dealing with recently. Uh, but I think I'm going to keep them. I think it'll be Warrior Celtics in the finals, um, and they'll take it to Game Seven because I don't think either team's going to be, you know, they're not they're going to they're going to lay it they're not they're going to lay it all out there, and so it's going to force um, a Game Seven. Good answer. Yeah, I, I'm tending to lean that way myself. So we'll see how it plays out. So. All right, well, I had to pivot for my last question, but uh, but here we go. I thought of this as you were answering yours. Uh, you mentioned your journey, and you're young in this business, and, of course, uh, 
people tend to forget this Cavs team is a bunch of young guys. So yeah. uh, demographically, you kind of match up with those guys. Does does that make it easier to relate to them? And I guess my part B to that question would be, is there a guy that you really just enjoy interviewing and talking to? Like, man, he's a good dude. I mean, whether it's an in-depth interview or just chatting with a player on the team, is there a guy that you really enjoy just having a conversation with? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And so to your first part, it has been super helpful because, you know, like, so I'm 25, which to them seems old because, like, you know, they're all, like, 21. <laughs> How 20, do you think Jim and I know. feel? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But speak it speak has for been, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but it has been super helpful because, you know, like, we went to we, – honestly, we went to college at the same time for a lot of them. Like, you know, like, they were, like, in their freshman year of college – you know, finishing and graduating. So, like, it's super interesting because we, we relate to a lot of the same things, you know, it's like TV shows or, you know, podcasts or whatever, or, like, you know, a number of them went to SEC schools, so it is kind of fun to talk trash about that, about <laughs> other SEC schools. Um, so it has been really cool. It's, I think I, I think it I, – hopefully it helps in my relatability with them because, like, we are very similar in age and, like – it just kind of helps break down a little bit of that, like, you know, like reporter wall, I guess I would say. Yep. Um, so that's my, that's my hope at least. Um, and it's hard to choose one guy because I think this, this team is really interesting in the fact of, and I think it like, it kind of goes with the age factor of they're all so easy to talk to. And so like, they're all really nice. They're all good guys, you know, which I have been very appreciative of because as I've like, you know, been learning the business and, and getting myself acclimated, like having a, a team of guys that's like, you know, that, that are willing to talk and, and they're, they're, they're approachable and, and you can joke around with them or just chat has been very helpful. But I think somebody, if I had to pick, I do really love talking to Kevin Love. Uh, we've had some really good conversations. Like I had a really great interview with him when I did, a really big feature on him this year um, for just, you know, his, his journey this year and, and, and taking on the six man role and just what that was like. Um, but I think, you know, like that kind of culminated from the past couple of years of just being around, but like, you know, we talked about all kinds of things that practice, you know, on the side when, you know, at, or at shoot arounds at practices and he's like, you know, at, at the end when they're taking their shoes off and, and getting ready to leave. So like, we've just chatted over the years. Um, and I don't know, like guys like, like Darius, like Isaac are also fun to just like talk, chat with on the side, you know, and, and just sort of talk about anything other, you know, basketball, but also anything other than basketball. They're super open to that. So um, I really enjoyed like all the, all the side conversations I've had with players and just kind of, you know, talking about life and things going on. So no, they're you're all, right. all they, good. <laughs> I was just going to say, they're all good guys. And I hope Cavs yeah. fans really appreciate that, that they're high, high character guys. Well, Absolutely. Kelsey, again, we can't thank you enough. Uh, your first of what will be many appearances here on <laughs> Cavs HQ. Uh, you passed with flying colors. Yay! And uh, we, we really appreciate it. And as Jim said, I'll echo what he said, uh, your work is extraordinary. So I'm sure Cavs fans appreciate that as well. 
Well, thank, thank you, you so very much, much truly. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. No, this has been awesome, and I appreciate um, all the kind words. So thank you so much. And I'm sure Jason Lloyd will appreciate the plug you gave him earlier on in yeah. the interview as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll take a quick time out. When we come back, Jim and I will wrap it all up for this week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Boy, that was a fun show. Great big thank you goes out to Brad Sellers for joining us earlier in the program. And then you just heard from the terrific beat writer for the Cavaliers for the Athletic, Kelsey Russo. She was outstanding. By the way, before we go, neglected to mention, congratulations goes out to Evan Mobley. Yes, holy Mobley. NBA All-Rookie First Team. Congratulations, Evan Mobley. All sorts of people to thank. Of course, the dynamic duo on the other side of the glass, Marty Allen, along with Kurt McLaughlin. Great job as they make the magic happen here in the Cavs production studios. Great big thank you to Jim Jones. And, of course, the biggest thanks goes to you, the listeners. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week for another edition of Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavs Radio Network. So until then, Tim Elkhorn saying so long, everybody. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.